Hey, welcome everyone to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, and I have with me Nikki Villagomez. Nikki, welcome to Omaha. Thank you for having me. And you come via Charlotte, is that Charlotte, North Carolina. And we have to thank AAF Nebraska for putting on, once again, uh, Meet the Pros, which they've done, this is like the 67th one of these? That's or? my understanding. Yeah, and, 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 to be, and I guess for disclosure, I was on the committee this year, so somehow. But either way, you gave you just gave the the luncheon keynote. Yes. And and how how has your trip been so far? This is your first speaking event in, in a couple of years, from what I understand. Right after the pandemic, everything got put on hold, and I had agreed to come here about four months before the pandemic. So this speaking engagement has been about twenty eight months. <laughs> uh, in the making and so flight here was great and I've been really excited uh, to walk around Omaha. Yeah and I actually saw your talk you actually spoke for a AIGA Nebraska that's right at the at the metro campus in Fort Omaha that would have been about three years ago in 2018 okay oh four years ago mm-hmm. now almost so mm-hmm. yeah you you've you've spoken a number of I mean one of your slides you show is the you're not quite to every AIGA chapter yet. Not quite. But, not but quite. you're over the halfway, right? Over the halfway. AIGA has definitely been the most chapters I've spoken to. AAF, um, I've spoken to several chapters. And then also How Design Live and TypeCon, Creative South are the other big ones. And you speak about the type and the culture of type. How culture affects typography, yes. And, and, and explain to our audience, well, where, where do people go to find your, your, you have a blog and stuff? I do. So my blog is NikkiVillagomez.wordpress.com, and then my Twitter is Nikki underscore VZ. Nikki underscore VZ. And Nikki's N-I-K-K-I. N-I-K-K-I underscore V-Z. Yeah, V as in Victor, Z as in Zebra. All right. And, and explain, to, explain to our audience what, the, what you're talking about when you're talking about culture and typography. So I like to research how a city's history and how their history and culture impacts their design choices that they have made historically and in current state and then compare that to other cities. So what does a theater marquee in Chicago look like compared to a theater marquee in Cleveland? Or my favorite, manhole covers compared across the country and how they differ, the ones that are unique to a city. Like Omaha has really unique manhole covers that is the city seal. And, and is that common, or are, there, or are there places that just have just terrible manhole covers? Let's talk about that. Like, I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte's got like, bad ones? Horrible. They're horrible. They're just your typical Bingham and Taylor manhole cover with no description. Um, sometimes I'll see like Charlotte Mecklenburg, which is the name of our county, on a manhole cover, but there's no interesting design, unlike Omaha, which is a very unique manhole cover. Who, what department of the city is it that determines, you figured that out, that determines, like, like how do you go about your city and be like, hey, you know, I heard on this podcast that Omaha's got sweet manhole covers. Why, why does my town suck? I know. <laughs> I think it's just the, it's the water department. Um, it's, it has to be government funded. It's usually a city grant. And oftentimes the designs on a manhole cover are representative of the city seal or something specific to the city, like the one I showed today of Lincoln, Nebraska, is the Capitol building on the manhole cover. I think my first introduction to cities actually having decent manhole covers, because, you know, I mean, you take them for granted. Was was there was we used to have a store here in town that sold stuff for basically designers, Mm -hmm. and they sold like rugs Mm -hmm. that were outdoor rugs of 
major city manhole covers. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, these could be fun. Yeah. I have one at the entrance of my doorstep of my house is a New York City manhole cover rug. <laughs> okay. So, yes. I have just found that they it is a way to mark where I have traveled and the older covers are very hard to find and when you find them it's it's a piece of history of all places Louisville which is I was very I was corrected by locals there Louisville Louisville Kentucky has a street in their downtown area of historic coal hole covers with a plaque that describes what the history is of each one it's a historic walkway of coal hole covers in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. It's pretty impressive to see. So they have more than one different design. They do. They have several lined up with the day. Some of them have the dates from the 1800s on them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a piece of history there. Okay. And, and I assume, I mean, usually cities don't put nice stuff out because it gets swiped, but manhole covers, do you know, what, what do they weigh? Oh, they're, they're many, many pounds. They're very, you can't carry them off. And you can't really pick them up. I think you need a tool to, like, unlatch them And if you were to do that, which is very hard to do. I mean, it's got to support cars driving over them. Right, right. Yeah, so they're not swipeable. Yeah, yeah. So so if you're going to decorate your city, that's one of the places, I guess, to do it. Right. That's right. I I just read last year... And I don't, and I don't have confirmation from like a, I guess a reputable source. It's more like the Reddits and so mm-hmm. forth. That that um, I think it was Dover was going to commemorate the house that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was created in with a manhole cover. Oh wow! And, and the, but they have to get the artwork and uh-huh. stuff. And I was like, that. I mean, that one would probably be the one that will get swiped. That would probably find somebody would find a way to swipe that. <laughs> yeah, if if it happened. But I guess the house. Because it was created in some people's garage, uh-huh. kitchen table. Uh-huh. I, the article I read said the house wasn't there, and they're like, well, how do we commemorate this, you know, the birthplace of the Ninja Turtles? And, and someone was like, well, we just, just put it right, there's a there's a sewer grate right by the house. Yeah. That would be the place. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I was in Miami, and there were four manhole covers, round, round, the round, like, elongated ones lined up, and somebody had spray-painted them, the, the, teen, the four teenage new, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle colors. Nice. Um, they had dressed them up in the middle of Wynwood, and that was that was a pretty cool find. Somebody spray painted them. Just yeah, just just use the four colors. Yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, if, if you're gonna graffiti, that's that's a subtle yet uh, cool way to do so. I guess. It is, and it's also interesting to see the typography on them and how type holds up in those conditions, extreme conditions of weather and wear and tear, and you know, more often than not, you have to have a really thick typeface on there that will hold up because the really thin ones just disintegrate over time and you show and you show like uh, you said in japan they've got multi-colored manual yes. covers which are amazing amazing but how how do those hold up like what are the what do you paint something like that with i think it's the same paints they use to like mark you know the spray paints they use to mark areas that there's water on the ground or underneath the you know the pipes underneath the ground how they they mark it with a special spray paint that holds up I don't know, because I've never really seen any of the pictures of them where they're faded. They're all so vibrant. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine a city, well, maybe that's because we're here in middle America <laughs> and not and not somewhere where maybe people care, but but I, I couldn't imagine, like, our city, like, maintaining the paint on a manhole cover, even if No, but that. your city has a very beautifully designed manhole cover. Yeah, but it's, it's designed to, like, not ever need maintenance. Correct. Like I can't, I That's can't right. picture our right. city. Right, it doesn't or, need maintenance. Yeah, that would not happen. Right, either. 
Right. All right, we're going to be right back with Nikki. So every, Nikki, every time you go into a city, you actually, I guess, do some pre-work. I do. Like, you actually ask the city or the, the designers in the city to send you pictures of, of, of what, you're, what, what you hope to witness once you arrive there. Has, has there ever been any photos where you get them sent and you're like, I might just cancel this talk? <laughs> no. No. It is my way of, one, engaging the community prior to my arrival, and also, more importantly, getting local people to take a look at the city around them and understand in a different way how their culture impacts the design choices that was made. More often than not, I have people tell me, oh, I, I pass that sign every day. I never realized it had that history, or I didn't know. I've, I've seen it a million times, and I'm just now seeing it for the first time because of this. And so I've never been disappointed with images that were sent in, but it, it does take a lot of work to put these presentations together because each talk is unique to the city, and I try to really find the history behind each of the, the pictures that are sent in, which can be pretty time-consuming and very often fall into a rabbit hole of, of information that takes hours to come out of. Well, you're also dealing with some of these signs, like especially here in Omaha, were painted a hundred years ago. That's right. Like, like I don't even 1800s. know where you would find them. Yeah, well, a lot of them are historic pictures, and people have done a good job of, you know, documenting documenting them. But some others, you know, I just it's it's harder to find that information, so you have to do more digging. And what 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 city have you gone to that you were the most surprised by? What what you've come across? So Albuquerque, New Mexico, is definitely a shock because. I had never been there before being from the southeast and it was just a beautiful city and I didn't know what to expect and so the use of color and the use of um, the, the upkeep of the historic signs on Route 66 that cuts through, I'd never seen anything like it before so I definitely had the most impact on me from a visual perspective. When you go there, when you get the photos, then do they put you in a part of town where you actually see those areas or, or, you ever, or do they just send you to part and then you're like, I don't see... Sometimes. Like. So sometimes in that instance, yes, um, I, I was able to walk around in that area. This trip, I, I'm going to have to take an Uber because I was I was in, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it, Abbotstan part of town, at Arbixan, where the Hilton Garden Inn is. <laughs> oh, Exarban. Arxarban. Exarban. Uh, that's a tough word to say. <laughs> and it's, it's a beautiful part of town. There's a lot of shops and restaurants and everything, but it's new. It's new. So there's no history there. So it's great to stay overnight and grab a coffee in the morning, but I want to take an Uber to downtown Omaha, where the history is, the Omaha building with the, the ghost sign and everything. Yeah, so Exarban is, is just Nebraska oh, spelled backwards, if you, if, oh my if you God. ever Are wonder. you serious? Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah, I know. This is our, this is our history. <laughs> It's like, what is this word? Why can't I say it? I can't. I still can't say it. And I've heard you say it three times. Exarban. Exarban. And and <laughs> why it's called that in that area uh -huh. was I would say um, when I was a kid, people from the rest of the state would drive up because there was a horse track, and they just called it Exarban. But it why? Was, I don't because it was Nebraska spelled backwards. I don't. I don't know. And so. <laughs> 
I believe we just voted to allow gambling in this state. Okay. And so, but it hasn't come in yet. Uh huh. But like twenty years ago, actually, it's been it's been longer than that. It's it, twenty five or thirty years ago, Iowa brought in casinos, and they are literally across the river, like uh-huh. right there. And so, once the casinos came in, our Exarban Horse Track, and I didn't live here when it became a thing of the past. Like uh-huh. when I moved down, it was like. It was like, because that's why that's why we have a new area in the middle of town. If you wonder too, you're like, why is there this huge area yeah. that's all in the middle of town? Yeah, and it's because horse tracks took up a lot of space, I guess. And so when they they tore it all down and then they've over the last twenty years built it all up. But that's what that's was so there. And then they and then they of course keep the name because, well, it was that's where the horse track was and that was the horse track's name, so we'll just call it that. Oh my god, I seeing some German. No. Developer. <laughs> no, no. It's it's more utilitarian, Got I it. guess. It's a nice area. But to yeah. your point, I, I prefer to see the history. You know, like Charlotte, where I live, it's full of new buildings and new businesses. And the history is slowly disappearing. And so I, I prefer to go where the history is. Yeah, and this area of town, that we're and, and we're speaking in South O, we're at the, the Croc Center, you could you could go on here and, and there's probably some areas very close that are historical and like mm-hmm. that. I think I think um, we're the, the we're very close to Johnny's Steakhouse, which has been around for like a hundred years, for example. Okay. Around here. And, okay. And it's very they they filmed um, one of the about Schmidt scenes, his retirement oh. scene in that place. Oh, that's cool. It's one of our last remaining uh, Italian steakhouses. They've been going out of businesses as as the owners have decided to retire and their mm-hmm. kids who are also already retirement ages don't want to take it over yeah. and we're losing those. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so so they put you in the area of town in between those two areas which is which is all newish. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very new. It's very it's very nice though. Yeah, and 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 that's it's actually right um it's between the the university has two campuses and it's between those areas as mm-hmm. well. So. Mhm. But where did they put you up last time? Because you got you were did they were you downtown last time? Though? Yeah, because okay. I remember walking around. Yeah, but you we would have spoken North Omaha, so right. So that would have that would have made more sense. Yeah. But my understanding is downtown is on the way to the airport. Would you say? It like, is. Yeah. So that's what what I'm thinking is I'll just go from here to downtown, walk around until I don't know, like an hour before my flight, or an hour and a half. Okay. Would you say? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. That airport looks small. I don't think I need to get there two hours before. Oh, oh, that? Oh, no, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't. It's one of the things I enjoy about Omaha is... Um, the easy airport. Yeah. Yeah. There's no direct flights. You always have one layover, but... but. My flight's direct. Oh, wow. Okay. To Charlotte. Okay. I flew here direct, and I fly home direct. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's great. The flight was full, though. But it, but it's. I'll take a full flight for it to, to to be direct. I don't care. Yeah, don't put it. We we get some of the major cities are normally direct, but then after that, it's there's every time I've flown them. Well, I would say ninety percent of the time I've flown out of Omaha, there's a layover. Yeah, yeah. So. No, no, no layover. It's direct. A little jealous. <laughs> so it, downtown is on the way to the airport. It it's is not out of the way. No. no and not. if you were downtown, how, what time would you leave there for a six thirty flight? Like five, you probably four thirty. Yeah. Okay. Maybe fine. 
Because it's it's also only going to take you ten minutes to get from downtown to okay. the airport. Okay. All right. But I haven't flown in a couple of years, so yeah. I don't know what it's like anymore. What is the air, what is airline the airline it's, world like? It's right the now? same. You just have to wear a mask. Okay. Same with a mask. Nothing's changed. All right. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, they're still serving drinks and a snack on the plane. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Nikki. All right, Nikki, I, we have to ask. This is a student event. Yes. And, and so we have to ask, what, what, what is the advice you give students right now? My advice to give students now is when you're interviewing for a company, make sure you do your research. That's number one. Make sure you spend time on the company's website, getting to know them, who they are, their culture, so you can go prepared to the interview, ready to ask questions. Make sure you have questions ready to go. And to just try to get in the door somewhere and build your way up. It's really hard these days to just get in. Um, even if it's not the job of your dreams, just to find a way to get started. Because those first few jobs are pivotal in forming your career. Even if it's the wrong direction, it'll help put you in the right path. So just start, just start somewhere, work hard, be the first one there, be the last one to leave, show initiative, and you will set yourself up for success. When you say it's pivotal those first few jobs, like, like give an example of that. I have found that the first jobs tend to steer your career in a direction either in a good way or in a way where you've learned a lesson that you don't want to be in that path anymore. If you start out with a web design job and you realize, oh man, this is not what I want. I want to be in print design. And at least put having that experience under your belt, you learn something from it to make a better choice at the next job you go to. So it's important because, because those first few years out of school, you're like a sponge. You're just, you're learning everything. You're on the job training. Yeah. And it can help form a lot of decisions and help inform where you take your career next. Okay. I didn't know if you meant that or, because I also know that like those first few jobs, that's where you meet people. Yes. And, and, and we always talk about, everyone always says network. Network. Get it? And and even if you don't network, just by being on the job and talking to other designers or having to talk to people, all yeah. of a sudden you are networking by, I guess, working. By working. But like networking, you can't work without networking. Kind it's of. tough, though, for designers yeah. in the, for the most part. We're, we're introvert, introverted people. Right. <laughs> networking is a horrific word, but you got to do it just to stay engaged with the community. So if you force yourself to be involved, if you force yourself to freelance or to volunteer, it's a, it's a good way to force the issue that would otherwise be overwhelming for a lot of us and but I mean just by the other designers at your work they're not going to hang around they leave I've seen a lot of people they just follow the other people mm-hmm. like so so just we had events in Charlotte prior to the pandemic um, a few times a year where a group of us at work would go to, the designers would get together and we would go hang out after work and go to the event. Obviously because of the pandemic that's not possible, but it does help, It does, especially being an in-house designer where there's so few of us who do what we do and understand that, that line of work. It's not like we're an ad agency and everybody is creative. Oh, I got you. Yeah. But, there, but there's advantage to the in-house because yes. because the other people are nine to fivers. You also leave at five. Mm-hmm. I found and mm-hmm. uh, and there. I think, I think there's place. I think there's people in design and ad agencies that work 
what you would call normal hours. Mm-hmm. But but I think there's a lot that work more hours than they need to. But in-house, it's kind of the opposite. It's just expected. No, everyone else is leaving at five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we work-life balance is a really big thing that's happening right now for companies and I think it's important to honor that. You don't want people to get overworked, they'll leave, you know? So it's important to respect boundaries and make sure that we work hard during business hours, but then when it's time to go, it's time to go, and we come back the next day, get ready to go again. And, and you have a, obviously you don't just go around and take photos of manhole covers for a living. Maybe one day. <laughs> That's may, right. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe. But, but you have a day job. I do. And you are, you, you are an in-house designer? Yes. How long, how long have you been doing it? So I've been with this company, Dixon Hughes Goodman, for 11 years, and I'm currently Senior Vice President of Brand and Marketing. So I oversee the web team, the social media team, the content team, and then our multimedia team, which is our uh, team of graphic designers and our videographer. How big is all of that together? We have, there's 13 of us. Okay, between the four? So with the four groups, yeah, my department is, is 13. Okay, which, which would be a smallish design agency or mm-hmm. mid-size it's not bad yeah but but as but but when you're in-house you get like if, if I can see what you mean like if, if you were all under one roof and you didn't and you dealt with clients that were off-site you'd feel like hey this is a small design agency but in in your perspective it's probably that oh we're just a tiny team in this huge company we're a tiny team and we work really hard but it's I think at the end of the day what I can say is we have a really good group of people and really proud to be able to say that, you know, that everybody has to work collaboratively because, you know, you need the content to post the social tweets and you need the infographics to go with the website and like everybody has to work together and there's a, there's quite a bit of overlap. And so, um, yeah, we, we have a really strong team. Okay. Well, Nikki, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank is you Is there for any other me. words of advice for the, for the kids? Words of advice for the kids, man, just find what you do and go after it. Don't don't um, be swayed by what other people say. And I think that's the, the toughest thing right now, especially with the rise of social media, people being influenced of worrying about what looks cool or what is somebody gonna think. Um, you, you gotta, you, you're the one that's gonna be doing this all day, every day. So go after what you love and, um, and work hard. And one day you'll just take photos of manhole covers for If things time. work out, one day it will be a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the business card, not not your current business card, but the business card for professional manhole photographer. Wouldn't that be great? Curator. Yeah. However you, however you determine Well, that. I have a coaster, which was letterpressed by Cranky Pressman in Salem, Ohio, which is a coaster of a manhole cover. And they're, and they're fantastic. Which manhole cover is it? That the, the, the I designed that one. Oh. Yeah, that design. Um, I designed it, and Cranky made a plate for me, um, and letter pressed those cards on French paper. And and if a city wants to use this, is there? Could you you know? Could you cut up a deal? Like, I don't know. Well, it has my name on it, so I don't think so. I mean, they might they might have you swap out the that part of it. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe you say it's free if you use it my would, name on it. It would be fun to design a manhole cover. That would be fun. Yeah, I, there's always, um, I always tell the people that are interns and stuff, like, you have to have these dream projects, or I yeah. ask them, like, what is your dream project? But I'm like, these things change, too. Yeah. And sometimes they come about, and it's the worst client you could ever imagine. Yeah. But, 
but I could. But if anyone has a manhole cover needing design, man, please get a call hold of me. Nikki. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what she needs. This one, <laughs> and I think you'd do great at it. I would love that. That would be fun. And and if and if this teenage mutant ninja thing is true, like the people, they you need to get a hold of her. Although I think they want to do illustrations of the turtles, but you could still art direct yeah. it or something. Oh yeah, totally. We could work that out. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably even take payment in, in one of the manhole covers. Maybe I don't know. I would. I would just need somebody to lift it for me and <laughs> deliver it to my doorstep. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just imagining. Even if you said, "Hey, we'll do this," and just send me a manhole cover, you can have this design. They'd be like, "Who's going to pay for the postage on this?" I know. Yeah, they're heavy. I mean, they're like hundreds of pounds. Oh man, I I don't even know how to. We need we need. I need to do some research on manhole cover yeah. weights. Yeah, yeah, they're big. Okay, I want to take your word for it. I know, I know. I I guess. I mean, I know they're large. I just don't know like how deep they go. Yeah, they're not that thick. It's just that they're they're solid iron. I mean, they're they're very heavy metal. Okay, well, I appreciate it. For all the listeners, be sure to check out the, the manhole covers in your in your state. And and you and you actually, you still take these on. Oh your... yeah, send them to me on Twitter, Nikki underscore VZ, and um, I would love to see what people see and that, know that I'm not the only one taking pictures of these things. <laughs> Do you, what, have you ever had anything where you took a photo of and people are like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, oh a lot of times I've had somebody come out and. Um, asked me to please leave the premises because I was taking a picture of a manhole cover in front of a building even though it was public property I think it just freaks them out yeah I don't yeah I mean they just don't know or something they just don't know I don't know I was just like you leave I think I think businesses though are used to now by now they're used to people taking photos of signs I assume yeah like maybe maybe 20 years ago they might have seen that weird but now with Instagram they're like oh it's, it's they people actually are documenting. want people to yeah yeah. You check in a place, you take a photo of the sign. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Murray is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.